Welcome to Building Better Humans podcast. I'm Lindley Wood, a former teacher, future therapist, and mom to a beautifully blended family. Being human is hard. We all need a little help. This episode is brought to you by Cutie Case, a subscription box for tweens who like crafts, jewelry, and fun holiday supplies. I'm Lucy. And I'm Abby. And we're Lindley's daughters. If you'd like to subscribe to the Cutie Case, Mom put a link in the show of notes. The case is $12.99 a month, plus shipping or delivery if you're local. Trust me, this will be a fun surprise for any tween in your life. We are gender inclusive and excited to send you our first box. If you have any questions, please email us at thecutiecase2020 at gmail.com. Here's our mom. On today's episode, I have the honor of chatting with Jessica Reed. I met Jess online and we immediately hit it off. Her posts are inspiring, beautiful, and full of body positivity. She is a mom of littles and a former cosmetologist. We chat about haters, life after diet culture, a little bit of makeup, and just loving ourselves. Without further ado, Jessica Reed. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I am so excited today to welcome Miss Jessica Reed to the podcast. Jessica, welcome. How are you? I'm great. Thank you. How are you? Awesome. I am so glad to have you. We had the opportunity to connect a couple weeks ago and chat, and I was just so excited. So can you tell everybody a little bit just about who you are, a short intro, and and how we actually met? Well, I'm Jessica. I'm a wife, mother of two young boys, four-year-old and one-year-old, and we connected through Facebook kind of randomly. So Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Jessica, if you can't see her right now, you'll see a picture for the promo, but she's stunning, stunning. And I saw one of her photos talking about something that obviously is important to me, right? Ditching diet culture. And I just reached out to you because I was so impressed with what you were saying. And I was like, can we please talk on the podcast? Like, you know, because I think it's so important when you find people. Absolutely. Absolutely. What made you decide that diet culture wasn't for you? What made you say, okay, I got to get out of this. What broke that camel's back for you? Well, I always kind of felt like something wasn't right, like something wasn't resonating with me as far as diet culture went. And I think this stemmed back from childhood, but anxiety pulls you in, diet culture pulls you in. So actually, my mom had passed away in the end of December, you know, 2019. So fairly short, you know, I was like really struggling with it. And I just remember being like super down on myself about not working out and eating right, you know, or quote unquote, eating right. Right. And I feel like that's just not right. Like, this is supposed to be like a time of grief. And like, why am I worried about that? And, you know, I remember like scrolling through IG and I'd actually come across a couple different self-loving body positive posts and anti-diet culture. It was like a light bulb went off and I was like, oh my gosh, it almost gives me goosebumps. I'm like, this is what I'm talking about. I didn't even realize that this was a thing. Then as like, all this stuff just started to make sense to me. Absolutely. I completely yeah. understand. I, you're, you're considerably younger than me, but did you see the movie, The Matrix? Yeah. I sort of, yeah. as I was thinking about it, I was like, this is exactly like coming out of The Matrix, right? Because you're like, no, it can't be. This can't be yeah. okay, right? And then you're like, oh my God, no, I'm going to follow that white rabbit way down that hole. Here I go. Yeah. Give me that pill. I am on it because once you realize it is. It's sort of like a nagging piece behind you, right? And yeah, you're yeah. like, this is something. And yeah, I, that's really cool. I think that seeing the people on IG, seeing the people on Facebook, 
who are talking about it. Not that we don't get crap, you know, and that's the next thing I want to talk to you about, but it's so empowering. And one of my beautiful friends actually got married and I, I shared this story with you the other day and she was talking about it for the first time. And I was like, well, holy crap, where have you been my whole life? And why didn't I think about this? What things in diet culture are the ones that piss you off the most? What is the most upsetting to you? I think, well, I don't even know if there is a most because it all right. pisses me off. I think that something huge for me is for as long as I can remember, you know, probably like since I was like 11 or 12, mm-hmm. um, you know, and I'm 32 now. So 20 years of feeling like my body isn't good enough. I've always just been like in a larger body, I've, you know, and to be told basically that your body's just not good enough. Like you can't have a stomach, you know, stretch marks are unacceptable. I've had stretch marks on my stomach. I think since I was in junior high, absolutely so pretty young yeah. age, I can't remember my stomach without them. If mm-hmm. that tells you anything. And I just remember like people saying, well, there's no such thing as big boned people. And I had, uh, it's, it's just all of it. I mean, I could just yes. go on and on and on, but I, I really think my body not feeling accepted um, or feel like I was less than worthy because I was in a larger body and I wasn't thin. Right. When you're uh, bigger, I guess you could say, you know, a couple of times I like was actually successful yes. with weight loss and people that kind of turned around their attitudes and that pisses me off. Right. Um, quite frankly. So, yeah. Yeah, no, it's a whole, it's, it's all encompassing. When I talk about being the matrix, you buy into that, that beating yourself up. Everyone else buys into it. Everyone's, oh my God, you look so good. You've lost weight. Stop, stop it. Stop commenting on someone's body because, you know, we look at Chadwick Boseman or I can't, I can't remember how to say his name right now, but the Black Panther, right? He was losing weight and people were criticizing him. The man was dying of cancer, right? Like we make all these judgments on bodies and we have no right to do so, right? We have no right to do so. Yeah, yeah it's, you know what somebody's going through, and you know, if you think about it, eating disorders, I, I think those are so much more common than what anyone even realizes. You know, even for people who are like in thinner bodies, and you know, you never know someone's story. So, why are you even compl- You know, oh, you need to eat a, a cheeseburger or something like that. It's like, well, you have no idea what they're going through. So just right. keep, your, keep your mouth shut when it comes to it. Absolutely. You know? One of the things I talked about in my very original post was being fat is something that for some reason people feel that they are able to comment on, right? Because there is this judgment that since you are fat, you are lazy, you are, you know, all of the things. And I just find that to be, it's different than other, you know, idiosyncrasies or problems that people might have that they could hide, right? I also am diagnosed with depression, right? But you wouldn't know that just looking at me. I would have to tell that to you. But I'm fat and everyone can see that. So they feel like, you know, let's talk about that. And I'm like, hmm, no, I don't think we're going to. We're also not going to talk about the fact that you're four foot two or whatever. It's just not a thing. It's it's not anything we can control. Right. We live in like a a really fat phobic society. You know, everybody's afraid. Everybody, you know, is afraid of weight. And gaining weight. And it's like, if you gain weight, it's like, oh, like the world is ending. And I'm like, uh, that's even, you know, been a little bit of a struggle for me, even though I'm out, you know, busting out of the whole diet culture thing. Yes. You know, people, because people start commenting, which I'm, we'll probably obviously get into yes. in the whole 
next question, but that's what we're next with. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> but I, I think it is, it's always one of the things that I'm doing with a group right now is reading the fuck it diet, which is a book by Caroline Dooner. And it talks a lot about that. It is hard to come out like your body has been in this feast famine because of that fear, mm-hmm. right? For so long, yeah. learning how to just calm that. And first of all, eat the donut, be over it, move on with life where in my life, and I'm sure in yours, right? I ate the donut, but then I shoved it down. I ate three more because I was scared about it. And then I started my diet tomorrow, right? Or whatever, you know, it's learning how to actually eat like a normal person, you know, and normal is so ridiculous. That's like not even a real word. Like I get it, but eating like there's actually going to be another donut another day. You don't have to eat the entire box. I'm speaking to myself when I talk about that. But anyway, um, still learning how to do that as well. So that's a great book for unpacking that and unpacking that as a group. The next one that we've alluded to, the, the next question is the haters. Can we yeah. talk about the haters? This is another one where for some reason people think I can talk to fat people in a certain way. And it is, wow. I mean, IG is full of it. I have my first one on my posts today, which I was like, alrighty then. And yeah, what are some things that people have said to you? I've seen you, you very eloquently come back at them, which I love, but talk about it. Talk about your haters. What do they say? What it boils down to is that people want to comment. I think that that they think that I'm anti-health and that is not at all what I'm, I'm not anti-health. I'm actually very pro-health, obviously, who isn't? But, you know, diet culture has everything from clean eating to, you know, all these diets. And it's like, if you're not focused on eating, quote unquote, healthy foods or whole foods, whatever the hell you want to call them, or losing weight, you know, people want to start commenting like, well, you know, just be mindful about what you're eating. And I'm eating, you know, you just want to make sure that you're eating to feel your body. And, you know, I'm like, well, well, what are you implying? And what does that mean? Because food is food, for one thing. You know, and we have such a moralized moralization, I guess, of food. And so I've had a lot of people come at me about like food, just be mindful. And I'm like, okay, just zip your lip. Um, one post, yeah. One yeah. post I had, I get really, it just really gets to me because I'm just like, listen, how can I call you out without being rude? I know. So one girl. Because then I'm fat and rude, right? Like, it's exactly. like, <laughs> like, oh, well, what's up, hurt, you know? Right. For her butt. And people get really defensive when you start going against diet culture. I've noticed that. So, I get really irritated too. I forgot to mention this when I see workout videos, the chubby girl doing all the modifications and everybody else who's thin is just like going and busting ass. And I'm like, that ain't right. Because I know plenty Meg Boggs, she's in, you know, big IT. She's a badass. She's a badass. Yeah. So why are you putting all these girls in, in the, in the videos? And so I had posted something like that and you know, this girl like she like came at me and was like preaching to me about how doctors will tell you that you need to be a certain size because it's bad for your joints and this and that you know and I just like very graciously came back at her I forget all of what she said but I was just like I had to call her out and I she blocked me I you know circled her circled her name and made like a big old post about it but she's like well why are you even posting this if you don't want to debate about it and then she blocked me. And I thought to myself, 
what is there to debate? We're talking about my body and you want to debate about it. You're like, no, there is no debating. Right. About a body. Debate. Right. Yeah. We're not, we're talking about bodies and that's what people are so focused on what your body looks like and what you're doing for it. As far as, you know, like for me to do like a real extensive workout, I, I do have bad knees and it's, right. it's really genetic. My, I have a, a grandma who's had both her knees replaced. My dad, who is, he's been 170 pounds, five, eight, you know, right. he's been like that his entire life. And he had two knee, three knee surgeries actually. Right. So, I mean, this is, seems to be a very genetic. People don't want to believe that. So no. it's like, you know, that's not debatable. And I, people want to come at me like, well, you know, you should still eat. And I'm like, okay, yeah. it's all about food. Exactly. It really is. And, I mean, they always want to tell me about food. And I think that the two things that I, that I think about there, number one, I, I posted about this today on my own Facebook because I wanted some information about it. It comes down to fear for so many people, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. If I, yeah. if, if you are okay gaining weight, then that means that I have to gain weight or whatever. And I think that that's the big thing we want people like, this is no, this is about empowerment. We would rather you're not on a diet because I don't think that's a good life for anyone or a happy life for anyone. But I also think that, well, I have no idea what my second point was, but that first one, (laughs) there was another one. I, I, it'll come to me later, but I think it's, it's all about fear and it's all about like putting your own values on other people. And it just, that's not, cool anymore just let us live our lives yeah well if you really think about it you know diet culture has been around for so long and everybody's so conditioned I mean you know I remember feeling like this at 11 or 12 years old yep. so everybody's yep. just so conditioned it's just like you be- they believe in whatever diet culture tells you is right so as far as food goes like oh you know, I want to eat to fuel my body and stuff. I'm like, dude, okay, well, food is food. And obviously, like we've adapted as humans to all kinds of stuff. Like you're going to tell me that I'm not healthy because I'm, I eat whatever I want. (sighs) People get really defensive and get like really upset when you start going against everything that they're believing. And they're just like, well, that's not true. And I really, you know, like, you brought up the whole fear thing. And I think people are fearful, not only to gain weight, but thinness is this idolized healthy, you know, it's, it's idolized that if you're thin, you're healthy. I get really irritated when I see these, you know, quote unquote health coaches, you know, mm-hmm. no offense to anybody who is one, but, and they all their stuff is like, let's get happy and healthy. Let's get happy and healthy. Are you ready to get healthy? And I'm like, what is healthy to you? Because I live in a larger body. I always have, and I've always been healthy. <laughs> I mean, I, I go to the doctor. I, I, I'm not diabetic. I'm not pre-diabetic. I have great blood pressure. Right. You know, both my pregnancies were great. What's healthy yet? Like, why do you keep saying that? It just irritates me. So Yeah. Well, and think- like you said, I think people go from what they've learned, right? And I remember yeah. early on, I would take Family Circle or whatever whatever magazine had the newest diet in it, and I would take it to the grocery store and I would buy what they said because mm-hmm. that's what I was taught and that's what I learned. And you know, when you know better, you do better, right, yeah. Dr. Maya yeah. Andrew? Thank you very much. And we're learning that this is not. I mean, we don't need to do this to our bodies. It's actually been proven to be really detrimental. 
And you talked about the other point that I was going to make. There are so many people, unfortunately, that make money off of diet culture. Oh, yeah. It's not just it's not just big, you know, industry like Weight Watchers or Noom or any of those things that don't work. People, if they did work, they wouldn't exist. Okay, newsflash. But number one, number two, all of these women who are at home, right? Like, are are earning money on the side, trying to sell a business, and I I feel for them. I do, but at the same time, there is no pill. There is no, I, you know, I've seen some magic liquid on my feed lately. You know, like it just doesn't exist. It just doesn't exist. So, but it's one of those things that you feel like, okay, they're a health coach. They're trying to provide for their family in what they believe to be a healthy way. But at the same time, I'm like, honey, don't invite me to your diet group. Have you looked at my page at all? Don't, don't invite me. (laughs) Exactly. Or like they message you and they're like, I think this would be really beneficial for you. And I'm like, uh, no. Okay, yeah. I mean, I don't really think so. And if you would have looked at my stuff, you probably would know how I feel about it. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. I'm like, yeah. oh, doc, you're barking up the wrong tree right now, sweetheart. Yeah. Wrong tree. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. With that being said, let's talk a little bit about what does life look like for you, for me, for all of us. And I said, we're going to coin this term PDC, post-diet culture. Okay. We're claiming it here and now. What does it look like for us in this new life? What do we What do we do? How does it look different? You know, what are your thoughts on that? Honestly, for me personally, I used to be like pretty much obsessive and like self sabotagey. So, I mean, present and with my family and stuff, and not have to like worry about all that stuff and live life. <laughs> life is so short to be super obsessed, I guess, with how your body looks and stuff, I guess, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, presence and not feeling like you're unworthy because, you know, nobody should feel unworthy based on the way their body looks because you're way more than a body. And, you know, that's like the least interesting thing about you. So if we could just get to a point where people aren't commenting and, and telling you, you know, what you should or shouldn't be doing, you know, because that also provides to a lot of unhappiness. I think when someone tells that to me, it says that stuff to me, I'm like, okay, I have to take a step back and say, okay, you know, refocus here because you are doing what's right. And someone else doesn't need to be telling you that kind of stuff. So yeah, I just think that if we could just all like live and just be ourselves, our true selves and not have to worry about what our bodies look like and being judged and you know, someone making comments and stuff like that. So, yes, and it applies you know. to so many things when you say that. You know, I'm thinking about race, I'm thinking about LGBTQ yeah. lives. Like, there's so many things. Like, just live your life and let other people live theirs and do your best. You also mentioned the presence piece, and I think that's so huge. We had talked about this in our original conversation. I thought it was so divine that you had lost your mom in December, I lost my father in November. And we both sort of had an awakening at the same time. I do think the awareness of understanding that this life is short, right? And and on a very, you're just learning about your own mortality and like all that kind of stuff. And is it really worth it to count calories? Nope. I'm over it. No, like, I don't want to count points. I don't, I threw away my scale. Like I'm serious. Like this is, this is over. This is a new phase for me. And I think it's really important. So yeah, for sure. that you that. I love that. Now, 
this is like going out of what we've been talking about, but I'm dying to hear some makeup advice. Your makeup is gorgeous, 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 gorgeous. Every time I see you, I'm like, oh, so pretty. So give those of us who don't laugh, but do a little bit of eyeliner, blush, and some mascara. That is my normal day routine. How could I up it a little bit? What could I do differently? You know what? I'm honestly, the people do ask me that a lot. And I've been doing makeup for a long time. I've loved it. Like since I was, you know, junior high, as soon as my mom told me I could put makeup on, I was putting makeup on. But I've always just, it's like a self-care thing for me. So I just play around with it. And I, you know, I watch YouTube, whatever. And I mean, really, that's, you just try new things. People are afraid to try new things. Just try new things. Well, I'm scared to even honestly go shopping for it. You and I are going to have to talk offline because it's like I walk into an aisle and I'm like, ah, like that. You know, I have no idea what I should be buying. It all shines. Yeah, exactly. Uh, You know, I mean, primer to, uh, not to prime is a crime. So you always want to make sure you put foundation on, you always want to prime. Priming helps uh, smooth out your face. It'll help the foundation just basically sit better. So your pores don't look, you know, like if you have bigger pores, it'll, it'll, fill those in so you get more like that flawless flawless look and then setting spray you always want to use setting spray what's that tell me about that Uh, I I do know I do own a primer and I do do that when I put my little so I I feel really I'm proud of myself right now but I don't know about the setting spray explain that the setting spray is actually for after you get your complete face on you spray it on it sets your makeup and holds it in place for like a long long time Mm. so if you get a good one. Yeah, I always do that, especially like when it's humid out and stuff, it'll help your foundation stay everything. Nice. But, What's a good one? Can you give me a name? So I actually have have a little, like my makeup business with pharmacy. Mm-hmm. And I actually have been using their stuff for almost a year now. And I love every single bit of it. Their setting spray, it's, it's super affordable. And that stuff will hold your makeup and you definitely have to use like makeup wipes to get it off because it will last. So it's on there. that's one of my favorite ones. Yeah. All right. I'm going to have to check it out. I love it. I love it. Okay. We're on to my two last questions, which are always my favorite. One of the things that I dislike the most about diet culture is, is the idea of restriction and removing. So when I started this revelation, if you will, one of the things I did was start to add more, right? Add more good things for me. That was fruits and vegetables, more water, more movement, you know, the things that I knew I needed to do without taking things away. So how do you add more to your one true beautiful life? What do you do to make it even better? You know what? You know, obviously I'm not restricting or anything like that. So mine is being really intentional and working on enjoying life in general. So the I idea of being present. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know, presence, intention, and that's the best way to, to sum it up. I've really been focusing on that. I felt like for a long time, I lost a lot of presence and stuff right. like that because I was so obsessed with the way I looked or, you know, not eating the way diet culture says you should eat. So, yeah, that's, that's a big one for me is presence and and being intentional with with my time and not worrying about food or anything like that you know I kind of at this point where I'm at in my journey I'm rolling with it and and sucking up all the time that I can so I'll you know 
Yeah, I think one of the ideas about diet culture that is the most toxic is this whole idea of destination addiction, right? And yeah. destination yeah. addiction can be anywhere in any part, but I think it's very, yeah. very prevalent in diet culture, which is when I lose 10 pounds and can wear that dress or when I'm back in my high school jeans or whatever, then I'm going to be happy. And so I think being present is such an important one because we spent so many years like, okay, I'll be happy then. No, I'm going to be happy now. I'm going to be yeah, happy. Exactly. Yeah, so important. And then the last one, my favorite, what is your best bit, your life hack, your piece of recommendation, whatever you want to share with us, your best one? What do you got? I think I, I pretty much have like said this the entire time, like life is so short and I feel like live it and just do what you want and live life for you the best way that you can. And that's really what I have come to work towards and and do ever since uh really since my mom passed I mean that kind of stuff changes changes your perspective on things so uh, life is way too short to be anything other than happy and doing you so absolutely and things will come right like we understand that but at the same time it is important to live life happy I love that that's a perfect I mean come on that's a great way to wrap it up yeah, it has absolutely been a pleasure to talk to you, Jessica. I will put your Facebook and things, IG, in the show notes so everyone can follow you if they like, because she does. You have a beautiful feed. Her makeup is stunning. It will make you feel bad about your own makeup, but maybe maybe, maybe we can get her to start doing some videos for us. But that's all. That's all. Thank you so much, Jessica. It was a pleasure. Oh, yes. Thank you so much for having me. It's been an honor. Thank you. Awesome. That's all for today's episode of Building Better Humans podcast. I hope you enjoyed the show and I can't wait to chat with you next week. Please subscribe, share, and rate this podcast. That helps others who need our community find us. In the meantime, Black Lives Matter. Say her name and fat doesn't own us anymore.